Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. everybody welcome to another edition of behind the pen my name is ricky widmer as mike rankin is out of town this week all the way in florida said hey you know what ricky i'm going to florida take over the show so i'm here to kind of rate the ship and i'm not alone as i'm joined by the one the only brandon swanee swanson what's up what's up and uh yeah thank you for saying that because there's something with me i can't say the what's up what's up when I'm starting the show off. I don't know if it's it's just me. It's just you. It's just me. It's just you because walking in here today, I said, Ricky, it's okay. You can go ahead and say it. And you said you couldn't. You're just weird. It's just uh, but it's that's, weird. I, I picked it up for you. That's the only reason I said it is to and pick it up for you. you because. And thank you. You know, you just can't do it. And we are here behind the pen. We're going to be giving you a good show. Talking about some but fans, football, you're probably football, You're really football. probably wondering, what pen are you behind? Are you behind a the, the, pen? the pen in baseball? The bullpen? Or are you behind the writing pen? The world may never know because Mike Rankin <laughs> may not tell you. Uh, we'll, we'll have to question him later. But we're going to talk some football and then some basketball at the end. Before we get into everything, I got to do the spiel of, if you're listening on YouTube, thank you for joining us. However, if you are on SoundCloud, remember that as of October 1st, we will no longer be on SoundCloud. So make sure to check out blogtalkradio.com backslash most valuable podcast to find all of our podcasts right there on the network page. But Brandon going to be talking, like I said, some NFL, some Roger Goodell having too much power in the maybe suspensions of Matthews Peppers and James Harrison. We're going to dive into the Eagle Titan trade that went on and then some NBA basketball. What's more important, an Olympic gold medal or an NBA title. But let's start with today was an interesting story to me. How this kind of Al Jazeera kind of PED story and how Roger Goodell wants James Harrison and Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers to come to him for an interview or else I'm going to suspend you indefinitely. And all these guys are saying, hey, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to sit here. You, James Harrison has said enough. You can come to me. Like, hey, you guys can bring the interview. Bring Roger along as well. You can come here to Pittsburgh. What's your whole take on this whole situation? Well, my take on the situation is take a look at what happened with Peyton Manning. You know, Al Jazeera also did a report that came out saying that Peyton Manning could be linked to this. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, no, not Peyton, not Peyton. And it turned out that Peyton cooperated. And no, it nothing happened. They were wrong. He didn't do anything. I, I think that these guys really just need to cooperate and be cleared of it because is it is it a pain in the ass absolutely it probably is absolutely but why not just get it over with and mm -hmm. get the season started instead of having a suspension or having something like this lingering over your head for the beginning part of the season why allow that but two roger goodell i mean it's just if you don't come in for for this you could be suspended why he he does have a little too much power he does. I mean, in, in a lot of different aspects. And you talk about a guy who comes down really hard on the players. Who comes down hard on Roger Goodell? Nobody. Nobody came down. I mean, the media. The mm -hmm. media and the fans came down hard on him for the way that he, he handled the Ray Rice situation. And that's just one to talk about that's a big one. But who comes down on him? Where's the accountability for him? There isn't one. Not that I've seen. Out, outside of the media and the fans. Those are always going to be huge things of accountability but it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't go anywhere because we can't put a we can't bring the hammer down on him the media can't bring the hammer down on him in a sense they really can't i think that he's got a little too much power to say if you don't come in you're going to be suspended but at the same time just avoid it all go in do do the interview do the sit down mm -hmm. talk to him say you know what i didn't do this this isn't 
you know, the type of player I am, get it all clear, clear the air, start the season, boom, you're done. And that's the kind of mindset that I'm in. I'm in the majority of if you have nothing to hide, just get it out there. Just say, hey, you know what? I got nothing to hide. Fine, I'll do the interview. And it's this tricky P word called pride is I think what's kind of getting in the way where I look at James James Harrison and Clay Matthews are the two that we hear. The big one is James Harrison because he's kind of butted heads the most with Roger Goodell. But the kind of analogy that I'm kind of forming in my head when I look at this is it's kind of like that teacher that you had in school. Everyone had that one teacher that couldn't really get a control of the whole classroom, so they just started throwing detentions out left and right. However, when a teacher has someone above them, Roger Goodell doesn't, but they just start throwing out the detentions left or right, and really it's like everyone just gets mad. They have no merit anymore. That's what Goodell is with these suspensions. They're basically detentions, and it's just that student and that teacher kind of butting heads and even it's kind of starting a whole community of us against you because today on the Jim Rome show Aaron Rodgers quarterback of the Green Bay Packers was asked about this and he said and I quote if that is the case and the case is Goodell having too much power if that is the case we have nobody to blame but ourselves because we had the opportunity in the CBA to make some legitimate changes to that I think there were probably too much pressure to come to a deal when we all had the power on our side, end quote. And that's really it. Like, everybody that I hear whenever, no matter if it's First Take, if it's Fox Sports 1, if it's NFL Network, everyone kind of has the same idea of, well, you guys agreed to this. Like, how many times have I heard, you guys agreed to this? Like, that saying said about this. It's just one of those things where, yeah, Goodell has too much power, but on the other side, you just got to cooperate. Like, to me, I just say you just got to cooperate because I love that you brought up Peyton Manning because what did Peyton Manning do? It came out. He cooperated. It went away. I'm going to use another quarterback as the example of the other side. Tom Brady, Deflategate comes out. He doesn't cooperate. It stays around for two to three years. Or it seemed like forever, basically, that Deflategate stuck around with us. So you see right there between the two most, the two top quarterbacks of our time, one cooperated, it went away right away. We're not talking about it anymore. The other didn't, and we're still talking about it. Absolutely. And that's the whole point, is the fact that I really, really think that there's a lot to be said for just doing what they're asking. Mm-hmm. You know, you can fight about Roger Goodell another day. There's battles that you have to pick and choose. You know, do you really want to battle this out to the bitter end to just not have to go in and do an interview or do a sit down with the league? No. This isn't one of those battles that you want to actually have to go to battle for. You know, you got to pick and choose. And this is one of those battles where I just say, no, I'm not, I am not going to battle it out. I am just going to let it be. You win. I'll come in. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to any investigators, anybody from the league that mm-hmm. wants to know anything about what I have, have not done what I have, have not put in my body, all this stuff. Just let it be because there's going to be an actual battle one day with Roger Goodell. There always will be that you actually will want to go and fight for, and it may go to the bitter end. That's when you that's when you pick it. That's when you go to battle. This is not one of those times. It's just a waste. It's a mm-hmm. waste, and it's, it's, it's a bad cloud to have hovering over your head when it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. Well, and I kind of sit here, and I'm thinking, is there a right side? No. There's not a right side. There's two wrong sides. And I say that because obviously the commissioner is wrong because I believe, like, the commissioner should have, yeah, if you do something wrong, you should be stern and dish out the appropriate punishment. However, I kind of feel like any leader, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a boss you have at work, whether it's the commissioner of the NFL, should be compassionate towards his players And I know you're saying, but Ricky, the commissioner's job is not to be on the player's side. It's to be on the other side 
with the owners, the guys who make him money and the guys that he's supposed to help fill their pockets more of money, if that makes any sense. That's the big divide. And I kind of have a feeling on the other side where you're also wrong because you're trying to butt heads, you're trying to make an issue that, like we said, doesn't need to be there. You could just say, fine, you know what, I didn't do it. Fine, I'm going to come out and just do your interview, go through the formalities, and then it's done and it's over with, exactly like Peyton Manning did. And there's a part of me that fears that when we get to 2020, when the current CBA agreement is up, I kind of feel like that this kind of tension that we've been seeing over the years with the suspensions that are thrown out and players not happy, this could snowball into another holdout. Because I I could see it exactly going down. Hey, you should have less power. Hey, fuck you. Okay, hold out. That's exactly how I think it'll go down. And that's not what we want. I mean, that's not what anybody wants. I think that maybe that doesn't happen right away. But if it gets to the point where he is having way too much power, and I think people mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of people who would say, well, he's already at that point. But I I think that it could get bad, especially with the Players Association saying, we are done. We're done. We're done with your crap. We're done with your BS, the way that you kind of push us around and stuff like that and make us give in to everything that you want us to do. I think that we possibly could see that again, maybe sooner rather than later. Hopefully not. But I I just think that if Roger Goodell can just be the commissioner, Mm-hmm. Just be the commissioner. And I know that it's it's not the same league, but you look across different leagues, and for the most part, mm-hmm. currently, for the most part, things are okay. If you look at baseball, I don't think that too many people have any p- problems with Manfred. I don't think they have too many problems with him. Well, he does. Manfred doesn't dish out the punishments. It's Joe Torre. Yeah, Joe, Tor- Joe Torre. Doesn't he do the punishments? For baseball, Manfred is the commissioner. Commissioner, yeah, the He's, commissioner doesn't do the punishments in baseball. I thought, but, but the commissioner is the one who ultimately can have the final say. True, true. I Joe, mean, Joe Girardi, Joe Girardi, Joe Torre, Joe Torre is kind of like a, a special assistant to the commissioner. Mm-hmm. So yes, Joe Torre is the one that's coming down with it. But I think that it's Manfred. They all probably are in a room with some lawyers, whoever, and they go, "This is what's going to happen." Adam Silver, you know, he's had his good days. He's had his not-so-great days. But I think that Roger Goodell has his good days, his, has his bad days, and his shitty days. That's not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he could get to a point where it's more Adam Silverish, you know, people are loving you, then people are, like, lukewarm on you, then they're like, okay, he's not so bad. That would be all right. I I just don't think that Roger Goodell has a whole lot of respect from the players. And I I, I don't think that, honestly, he really deserves it. Well, and I I think that maybe when we get to the new CBA, that's going to be something that's discussed of, hey, we need somebody to come in here and kind of dish out the punishments because you're not capable of it. There's too much on your plate. We need to get somebody in here who can be that disciplinary person, and it's all going to depend on, is Roger Goodell going to say, yeah, I'm fine with it? And someone who's not biased. Someone who's coming in, who's right down the middle, who's not biased via the players, who's not biased via the commissioner's office. Someone who comes in and can look at things in a logical sense, clear-minded, and can make a decision based on the facts, based on the facts, not based on what's happened before, not based on this, based on the facts, based on procedure, based on the rule book for that, and then make a decision. That's what I think. Because someone who, you know, I I think someone who's getting suspended four games for, you know, smoking marijuana you know, isn't isn't good when someone who, you know, has a domestic violence thing against them, eh, two. You know, it's like, I, I that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I think that when you go back, you have to really kind of review mm-hmm. all the policy, all the rules, because that's not making sense to me. And to kind of wrap this up, I got a quote for you. 
I'm just going to read you the quote, Brandon, and then we're going to play a game. I want you to tell me I love games. Which, which ESPN personality said this quote today. You ready? Sure. The quote is, so let me send it. Let me send it to you and the rest of the NFL players out there. My name is Roger Goodell. I'm the commissioner. There's a CBA in position that gives me this power. You want to ignore it. It will be at your own peril. I would suspend James Harrison immediately just for opening his mouth to say what he said. Because even though he might be right, he's wrong with how he's handling it because he's not appreciating the lack of power he truly has in this equation, end quote. From ESPN. Yeah, from ESPN. I just always go Stephen A. Smith. That was a Stephen A. Smith quote. If, if, first take today. If, if, there's, if there's a quote and it's ESPN, I just assume Stephen A. Smith. Except he didn't say in this one, now Seth, he's a dear, dear friend of mine. He didn't say dear, dear friend of mine. Oh, but, he's not a dear, dear friend. Wow. But I kind of think that I there's a part of this that's like, yes, I don't agree with the, hey, I'm Roger Goodell. Fuck you. I can do this. I'm going to do it just because. However, I kind of agree with the part where it's, I'd suspend him. I would suspend James Harrison just because I'm going to go back to that teacher analogy I said earlier in the segment. When I was a teacher, kid kid misbehaved. You got to make an example of him or her so that it doesn't spread. Somebody, Somebody misbehaves, boom, you nip it right in the bud. Because if you don't nip that in the bud, it spreads like a cancer through the whole room, especially when you're new. Now, I know Goodell's not new. He's not that first-year teacher in front of the classroom. But still, you got to nip it in the bud. You can't let this get to where Deflategate got to. Yeah, no, I agree. I also think that one thing to to play a little devil's advocate, Goodell could have just come down and said, you're all suspended for four games. There's a little bit of an opportunity right here to say, hey, you've you've got an option. You come in, you speak with well, us, and you probably won't get suspended. That's like probably the thought of most people. That's at mm-hmm. least that's what I when I heard that I'm thinking, okay, if they just go in and talk, they won't get suspended. But if they don't, they're suspended for the first four games. Mm-hmm. So at least there's that option. Now, have they said it was going to be a four game, or have they said I it's be- going to be an indefinite? I've heard n- things where it's going. It might be indefinite. I thought I heard four games. I okay. thought I heard first four games in the in the Clay Matthews from what I was hearing. I can't remember if it was a DP show or first take today. I thought I heard one of them say that it might be an indefinite suspension, but I want to know what you guys think. You guys listening, would you suspend James Harrison? Do you think that Roger Goodell has too much power in the NFL? What do you think about this whole situation? We're going to move on into our next segment of staying in the NFL. There was a huge trade that went down. Well, Not a huge trade, but it's a pretty big trade, especially if you're an Eagles fan. If you're a Titans fan, you're like, fucking finally, we got rid of the guy. But Doriel Green Beckham goes from Tennessee to the Philadelphia Eagles in Brandon. What can Eagles fans expect from Green Beckham in Philly? Well, what they can expect is they can expect a very raw talent. Uh, that's certainly what they can expect. And they need to be able to to have him be good, to have him be as good as I think he can be, uh, definitely with some help. they got to help him. They've got to help him. Uh, and that's help him learn the playbook and know the routes because that was the biggest knock against him in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He didn't know the routes. He didn't know the plays. He'd, like, be able to, okay— Okay, okay, now go run it. Oh, shit. Like, it was one of those. You know, okay, now now that I'm not here standing with you saying this is what the play is, mm-hmm. you're on kind of your own to remember it. He struggled. However, he led all of Titans wide receivers, not counting Delaney Walker, with 549 yards and four touchdowns. And people liked him in the locker room. So I think that this is a good trade for, for Philly. I think that's a good trade for Philly. They need a wide receiver right now with Jordan Matthews a little banged up. Nelson Aguilar, he's still there, uh, but he needs to step up to the plate as well. I think that they've got a very raw talent in Green Beckham, but in his second year, I'd like to see him move along a little bit more. It may take him a little bit more time now because he's being thrown into a new system at this Mm -hmm. time uh, going to the Eagles. But I think it's I think it's a win for the Eagles. I think it's a win for the Eagles. I don't think it does much, whether it's whether here nor there for Tennessee. 
That's what I think. Well, and I think this is a win-win for both teams because the Titans, there were speculations that Green Beckham might not even make the roster this year. So you send him off, you're getting a 2012 um, fifth-round pick in Dennis Kelly on the offensive line that will make the roster. He's going to he's going to be a backup on that offensive line. And you said it, the, the biggest thing that was his weakness in Tennessee was, and I heard this on um, from Ross Tucker, who was hosting the DP show this weekend. I got to tell you guys, if you guys don't know who Ross Tucker is, go check him out. Whenever Dan Patrick's not doing a show, he's my favorite guest host of all time. I love the guy. I love his football takes. But he said exactly what you said. Didn't know the plays. You'd give him something in the huddle, and then he's got to, like, oh, shoot, what, what was the play? And wouldn't know his breaks and what to do on the field. In Philly, I think the big connection that he needs to make, either he needs to sort, like, seek this out, or the other guy needs to seek it out for him. Him and Carson Wentz just got to form a bond because that's the future. That's the future of your team. Well, you do know what happened to Carson Wentz. Little, well, he's got pos- a little possible little fracture in the yeah. in the in the ribs. So but he he'll, may, he'll be he, fine for next year. He may be missing all the preseason, maybe missing some of the some of the games this season. But we kind of already knew mm-hmm. that he may be missing yeah. some of the games this season. But he's not going to be the day one starter anyway. Sam Bradford is. I'm saying that's more of a future thing because you don't trade for the number two pick in the draft and then oh we're going to go with Sam Bradford for the future. So if they can get on the same page. The Eagles had to make this deal because if you looked at their wide receivers before this, they had Jordan Matthews, Nelson Aguilar, and Ruben Randall. Those are their top three receivers. And Ruben Randall is one of the laziest motherfuckers in all of football. Well, just, you had him on fantasy a few years, right? Were you the one that had him on fantasy and then he was a complete dud? I don't remember. It was either you or Dave. I remember having Probably him in our Dave. league and he was a huge dud. I mean, usually if... If they're injured, you know for sure they've been on Dave's team because yeah. every player on Dave's team gets injured. But I just wanted to say, too, it, really, in my mind, I, I think that Tennessee moved on a little too quickly from him. He's just in his second year. Mm-hmm. Their wide receiving corp last year was awful. They were the worst. They were the worst wide receiving corp in all of football. Can I throw a question out at you? Sure. Do you think this is because of... New new head coach coming in, Mike Malarkey. Like you said yesterday when we were out with dinner, oh, that's a bunch of malarkey. Um, his big system that he's had all throughout his NFL career as a coach has been leaning on the run game. Who do they got now? DeMarco Murray went out and traded for him and then drafted Derrick Henry. They got two big backs. So was this something of, hey, you know what? We're going to lean on these running backs. Why, why even just cut this guy when we're probably not going to let him make the team. Why not go out and get something for him? I mean, I totally get that. I totally get that. But at the same time, yeah, you're going to lean on your running backs, Mm -hmm. especially when you have two really good running backs, Mm -hmm. you know, in DeMarco Murray and a bruiser in Derrick Henry. But you still need to be able to have a passing game and a good passing game. I mean, you always want to be as good as you possibly can in every position. And now... Was Green Beckham probably making it pretty tough for them to to keep him around? Probably. Because after a while, you need the kids to understand the playbook. And after a year, you should get it. You should get it pretty good. He wasn't getting it. He obviously wasn't getting it. But the Dolphins, excuse me, the former Dolphin, Rashard Matthews, signs with the Titans. He should be good. They signed Andre Johnson. He's was good. Still okay, but he's getting older. I mean, I think it's just kind of they're trying to fill some holes with some guys who I'm not saying they need a stud, but I I think that Green Beckham, he showed flashes last year when he made some plays, when he didn't drop the football, he showed some flashes Mm -hmm. of being pretty good. Philly is hoping that's what they get all the time with him. He needs to catch the football when it comes his way because – Otherwise, quarterback's going to stop throwing it to you. Why do? Why does DeAndre Hopkins get the ball thrown to him 20, 20 times a game? Because his quarterback, whoever the hell it is, last season it was about four or five guys. It's Brock they, the cock, though, this they year. Knew, but what I'm saying is last year. Yeah. 
Brock DeCock hasn't done shit. Not Literally yet. hasn't done anything for Houston yet. <laughs> except but, sign that contract. Except take $72 million away from him. <laughs> but his quarterback, Hopkins' quarterback, knew he was going to make a play. Mm-hmm. He was going to make some stupid, outstanding play. Right now, in, in Tennessee, Green Beckham's quarterback, who, who and again, whoever it was there because mm-hmm. we had Mariota getting injured, they didn't know. Is he going to be able to make a play? I'm going to Delaney Walker because that motherfucker is going to catch it and go to the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think that that's why ultimately Tennessee gave up on him, and that's ultimately why Philly was willing to take the risk. Well, and that's exactly that's exactly it. Is you know what? If you weren't going to be the guy for us, we're going to move on. And the the main reason why I think this kind of was expediated was the new head coach. Hey, you know what? You didn't work for the old guy. I was here. I was the assistant head coach. It's not like I'm some Joe Schmo coming from another team. I know I kind of I've worked with you this last season. I know who our number one wide receiver is. And I'm gonna say right now, if Green Beckham can get the work and prove people wrong, he could maybe kind of turn some heads and get some receptions earlier in the year because as of right now Jordan Matthews is still out. So I'm looking at the top three starting receivers. It is now Huff, Josh Huff, Nelson Aguilar, and Ruben Randall. There is no reason why Dorian Green Beckham can't get into that top three, even if Matthews comes back, can't get into that top three, push Ruben Randall out. And then it's like, okay, well, then you got options because you can say, oh, we can put him to the outside, that big body on the outside. Kind of like I think of Alshon Jeffrey. And you got to remember, he's Brandon six. Marshall, you, you, big say, body. you say big body, 6'5, 237. Yeah. yeah. You, you throw that big body out there, just throw it up and catch it. Or you can put him in the slot and have that big body in the slot. So either way, you can kind of, okay, we can have him in the slot and Aguilar, Aguilar on the outside, or Aguilar in the slot, we're going to throw Beckham on the outside. I think that, you know, for fantasy purposes, for fantasy football purposes, you want to talk about a little bit of a super sleeper. I think it's Green Beckham this year. You say grab him late? Is that uh, yeah, what you're saying? I would say grab him late. I mean, at 6'5", 237, that's the type of guy that is supposed to be really good. So that's a guy that I would take. You know, if you're looking for a guy at the very end of the draft or close to the end late round, take a flyer on him. Why not? Well, and kind of the last thing I'm thinking about for this, this has just been kind of circulating through my mind as we've been talking about this, Moving back to the Titans, kind of to end this up, because now they're left with, yeah, they've got a guard that is going to be a solid backup for them in Dennis Kelly, but do you also think this move, I look at it and I think, okay, when Malarkey was with the Jaguars in 2012, he had to go through the, the Justin Blackman kind of situation. Yeah, Blackman had 800 yards for him that season, but he was a bit of a headache, and he never panned out to what everyone thought he was going to be. Of course, he was a much higher draft pick than Doyle Green Beckham. Then you look, I looked at his time in Atlanta, except for the last year when Julio Jones came in in 2011. Most of the time, he only had one wide receiver like Roddy White. Yeah, he had the Norwoods and stuff kind of just being there. Yeah, he had Tony Gonzalez, but what do they have in Tennessee? Delaney Walker, and let's just find one wide receiver. Hey, that could be Matthews. So having that one number one guy, having the tight end and then the run game, they could have said, hey, you know what? We don't really need you here. Let's go get something that we need it. I agree. But, Brandon, let's move on into our last segment, the first and only non-football segment of Behind the Pen this week, I want to thank you guys for sticking around. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, uh, kind of listen to us talk a little sports. Hopefully, you're commenting down below, joining the discussion. But we're going to be looking at the kind of world of basketball. And I say the world because we are literally talking about an international game now. We're not just looking at the NBA. And the reason why I bring this up is I heard it today. It kind of stuck with me. And that is... We had earlier in the week, I heard it from Stephen A. Smith, kind of just his blasting of Carmelo Anthony when in an interview he, I guess, said 
you know what? If I don't win an NBA, if I don't win an NBA championship, and I look back on my career, I'm gonna be proud of the three gold medals. That's what he meant. Apparently, it came off like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to win a title. I've got the gold medals. Where Stephen A. went off on him, I guess Carmelo called him and was like, hey, you usually like text and like talk to me before you do something like that. Stephen A. apologized for it. Then today we had DeAndre Jordan, center of the Los Angeles Clippers, basically say that gold medals in the Olympics are more important than the NBA title. What do you think? What's more important to you, Brandon, an NBA title or a gold medal in the Olympics? If I am an NBA player, if I am an NBA player, then... The most important thing to me is what I'm focusing on each and every season. It's an NBA title because that should be the most important thing to you because you are an NBA player. You're not, it's almost in college, they say that you're a student first and athlete second. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in the NBA, but you'll also compete in the Olympics, you know, every four years when they play in the basketball games. Mm-hmm. You're an NBA player first, Mm -hmm. and then an Olympian second. But you cannot discredit the fact that there are people who, from a very, very young age, are training for the Olympics every single year. That's all they're looking for. That's all they're focusing on. And for them to be able to do that and achieve that, like a Michael Phelps, he's never going to swim competitively again. And he, uh, I, I'll believe that when I see it. I'll believe that when I see it. Okay, he, he well, may, I'm he just, may be back for 2020. Well, I'm just talking about the interview. I'm just yeah. taking him at his word for the interview that he had with ESPN. Yep. But he said that he'll never do it again, and he's okay with that because he he achieved what he set out to achieve when he was a young kid. And I think that that is very special. So for DeAndre Jordan to say that they're above NBA rings. That's that's tough being a basketball player, something that you are focused on each well, and every season. On your event. But but I think that winning a gold medal on the world stage, yes, basketball is filled with with guys from around the world, but not in the sense of what it is in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I don't think. So I think that that is very special. And this is this is a a world stage where people all around. I mean, they're showing it in Japan. They're showing it here. They're showing it there in India, in all over Europe, everywhere. Are they seeing all of that in basketball? Maybe not. Probably not. I don't think there's a whole lot of people in Japan too interested or in China too interested with what we got going on outside of Yao Ming and his his boat passed a long time ago. So I I, I don't think that they're looking at that. They're looking at the Olympics. They're looking at the Olympics, and they're watching that. That's pretty special. So I get where he's coming from. I get where he's coming from. Do I agree? Not necessarily, but I get where he's coming from. I I don't think that anyone who says, oh, my gosh, that doesn't make any sense to me. It makes some sense. I think it's the most idiotic thing, and I'll read the quote because that's what I've been doing all podcasts. His exact quote was, I think they're above NBA rings. I may get in trouble for saying that. But I believe that. I feel like this is more special. You're not just playing teams in the U.S. You're playing teams from all over the world. And this is even more special because there's an NBA champion crowned every year. But for this, it's every four years. You've got to really think about that, man, because it's extremely special. End quote. And I believe what he meant to say was playing in the Olympics is special because it's every four years, and as a player, you kind of have to sit there and go, wow, this is something special. I don't get to do this all the time. I should be thankful for being here. That's what I believe he meant to say, but then he said that idiotic thing about fucking medals being better than the title. Ask Cleveland, go ahead and ask Cleveland what they would rather have, LeBron's gold medal, or the NBA title. Ask LeBron what he'd rather have. The gold medals that he won in the Olympics or that title that he won for Cleveland. So I look at this and I go, yeah, a gold medal is nice, but you're not a swimmer. You're not a track star. 
And that's kind of the thing that is kind of broken about the Olympics. And I say broken, it's not really broken. It's just the nature of the beast. For basketball, cool. You're playing against other countries. We are the main basketball hub. People come from around the world to play in the NBA. Delavadova, Australia, plays in the NBA. Bodon plays for Serbia, I believe, plays in the NBA. You got Yi in China. You had Yao Ming for China. You got Paul Gasol and Marcus Gasol, the Spanish brothers. You got Mano, the Argentinian, Tony Parker playing for France. They come to our league to win that title. That is the biggest thing. And if you are a basketball player playing in the NBA, that should be your greatest goal. That should be the thing above all other. Because guess what? When we look at careers, Brandon, what's the one thing we always say? When we talk about LeBron and Jordan, what's the one trump card we always say? It's always about the rings. Who's got more rings? Oh, Jordan was 6-0. and He's got more rings. Blah, 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 blah. We never, even, we never even mention the gold medals, and that's just the nature of the beast. Now, if he was a swimmer, yeah, you get more events for swimming. In swimming, they actually go into, like, world records, Olympic records. I mean, yeah, for basketball, they have those, like, points scored in a game, but nobody cares about that. It's, it, it's If you score the most points in a game for basketball, people go, oh, cool, whatever. But if you're in swimming and you break the world record, people are like, holy shit, look at what that per- – like Katie Ledecky breaks the world record, just breaks it by 11, 11 seconds ahead of second place. People lost their shit. It, it's just basketball to me isn't even that important in the Olympics, and it's maybe because I'm on the American side. Maybe if I was in a different country, I would have different. But to me, it's the title. The ring is it, – it don't mean a thing if you don't got that ring. Well – First, I want to say is you keep saying this whole, well, what I think he meant to say. No, they said what they meant to say. So let it be. They said what they meant to say. If they wanted to say it a different way, they would have said it a different way. And two, you weren't brought up. We weren't brought up to value an Olympic medal more than a national championship or an NBA championship around the world. Winning a if. There were a team to knock off the USA in basketball. Let's say it was mm-hmm. China. They're going ape shit crazy about that for four freaking years. It's just not in our culture to value that in most things more than something else. Again, in swimming, that's huge. In track, that's huge. In the NBA, in golf, that's just not the biggest thing that we're going for. But is it still of huge value in in the NBA? Absolutely. If you are a gold medal winner on the USA basketball team, that's freaking special. And no one's taken that away from you. Just like no one's taken it away from you if you are an NBA champion. And if you're lucky enough to be both, hot dog, you can die a hero. But I, I, I just I wouldn't knock it as much as you're knocking it because well, I just wouldn't do it because their comments make sense. The comment makes sense, especially since we're talking about Jordan, DeAndre Jordan. His comment does make sense. Now, if people agree with him or not, that's another thing. But to understand where he's coming from, I get that. USA, a Cleveland, no. If Cleveland, all, if all they had to hang their hat on was a gold medal because LeBron James, and he's not because he's not in the end. He's not in uh, on the USA basketball team. But he played team. for the last two Olympic teams and won gold. Yes, Cleveland's not going. Whoa, they're not partying in the streets because yeah. that has no meaning compared to an NBA championship. And I get that, but you also have to see where they're coming from in the sense of this is special. This is special, and you know what? I could see it being over uh, an NBA champion in their mind, Mm -hmm. in their mind. So each one of them is entitled to their opinion of thinking that. And I don't think that we should be so hard on this one thing. I'll say that because it's the Olympics and it's the world stage. It's the world stage on something else. Yeah, we can jump on all, all, all over people for, but this one thing, 
I, I just say let it be and let them be. And I'm going to respond to everything you just said. First off, the part where you said where we got to understand why he's saying this. I do understand why he's saying this. When you look at DeAndre Jordan, hasn't won an Olympic gold medal. So, boom. Okay, I get it. I get why you're saying that. Because for you as a player, you don't have that yet. So it's like it's going to feel so – it's going to be a feeling I never – I am never going to have that feeling in my life of putting a gold medal around my neck unless I go to Michael Phelps' house and steal all his and put all – fucking 27 of them, 28 of them around my neck and kind of, kind of, it hurts my back to walk out because the medals are weighing me down that much on top of the weight I already have. But the second part where, yeah, you know what? It's everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And I'm not, I believe the first time I spoke two seconds ago, it kind of sounded like I was saying, nope, it's not special. It is. I get that, especially for someone who hasn't won a gold medal. But to go out and say that it is more special than the only thing that NBA players, NBA players practice, train, they live their entire lives to win one trophy, to win an NBA title. And if you win an NBA title, you are going down in the pan. Like, if you win one NBA title, we remember who you are. You win multiple NBA titles, you get your name etched into everybody's brain from now until the end of the world. I mean, you look at guys that didn't win a title but won a gold medal, I'll throw one out there and it might not even work because people only know his name because of how he played in college. Christian Leitner won a gold medal. He didn't win an NBA title. And I, part of me... And the one thing I would love to ask an NBA player who has won a gold medal but hasn't won an NBA title, I would love to ask them, would you trade your gold medals in for one NBA title? That would be the question to ask somebody. And I'm not talking about a guy like DeAndre Jordan who this is going to be his first gold medal because, of course, it's going to feel special to you because this is the first one that you had. But like a Carmelo Anthony who... I believe this would be his fourth gold medal, third or fourth gold medal. Would you trade all of those in for one NBA championship? One NBA championship for New York where you played your college ball? Would you trade them in for a LeBron? I can't do it now because he's won one, but a a LeBron from last year. Would you trade your gold medals in for one title for Cleveland? That would be the question I'd want to ask them because... Yeah, I can understand where DeAndre Jordan's coming from because he's never had a gold medal. I am just on the side of I do not agree that they are above an NBA title because as a basketball player, no matter where you are in the world, your main goal is to get to the NBA and win that title. NBA is a global game now. It's a global game. The NBA brand is global. You go over to China and they're wearing the same the same Jordans, the same um, Kobe's. Kobe goes over to China. D. Wade, when he goes over to China. LeBron, they're superstars over there, just like they are here. I, I think that that you can completely understand, uh, obviously, the the fact that yes, an, an NBA title and winning an NBA championship is just bigger here. In the United States, it just has more appeal. Uh, it's more exciting. It has more encompassing it. Um, it. I think it probably even brings out more fans in the sense of just mm-hmm. U.S. You know, I'm talking because now you got to talk. You know, there's tons of fans gonna, watching the Olympics. I'm going to use this as, a, as an example. I don't mean to cut you off, but just look at the kind of demographics that we get for the Fast Break podcast here at MVP. It is the out of that demographic alone, it spreads more globally than college football and the NFL. It's We get guys from China, from Ireland, from this place, that place, all over the world. Yeah, I, I, and basketball basketball is huge. I mean, I think that we'd have to ask DeAndre Jordan, what happened if you, you won an NBA title? Then how do you feel? Because he hasn't, 
He hasn't won one. Can I ask he, you? He, he has not won an NBA title. I, I am correct in saying yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Can I, I knew I was. Can I ask I you just, this, though? I just needed to, you, you know, you can, but you come up my fucking point off. Sorry. Do you think that he's saying this, too, because he's coming to the realization, ah, I may not win an NBA title? I don't think so. I think he's coming to this because he hasn't won that NBA title. This is victory for him mm-hmm. and this feels good this feel you're winning it's it's not some participation medal that you got in third grade soccer <laughs> this is a medal a gold medal that you can win with the USA men's basketball team best in the world the world however he doesn't know the other feeling he doesn't know the feeling of winning an NBA championship hoisting that trophy on your home court, in front of your home fans, in front of your family, doing all of that and having that feeling. And maybe he never will. But he certainly has the feeling of being an Olympian and an Olympic gold medalist. That's that's where he's coming from. And we have to, I think we have to respect that point because he doesn't know another way. It's almost like an ignorance thing without mm-hmm. being ignorant. I'm going to throw this at you. Do you think that... The gold medal for us in the U.S., and I'm saying us as fans, a guy like me because I'm on the other side, and I'm saying that the NBA title is more important. Do you think that there would be more importance weighted to a gold medal if we had more legitimate competition when it came to the other teams? Because before this year, we just send LeBron on that team, they win by 20 points at least. But you also have to look at the fact that is the competition better or are we worse without LeBron James? Oh, no. We are definitely. It's The USA has won th- by, I think, three points mm-hmm. two times now in a row. Yeah. If we have LeBron James, mm-hmm. we win by probably 23 points. Yeah. And that was the average of the last Olympics that LeBron played in. It was around, we were winning around 23% of the time. And I think that we're starting to get there. Like you look at this year. I think it's because if you look at the averages from two Olympics ago and then last Olympics, the margin of victory went down and we had LeBron. Yeah. But now it went down even more and we don't have LeBron. I think it's a combination of the global competitiveness is coming up and we just took our best player off the team. I'm going to throw this out there. Throw LeBron and Steph Curry on this team. We're winning by 50 a game. We don't have the best players from our league playing this game, playing in the Olympics. And I'm not saying that, you know what, these guys are trash. We need to get LeBron and Steph out there. I'm just saying that maybe having a few more Olympics of closer games, because us as a nation, we are used to dominating other teams to where when we win by three, Everybody's going, whoa, 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 what's going on here? What's going on? Why are we not winning by twenty? Ricky, what's here, going on? Here's 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 the point that you're that you're making without saying it. You're not bashing the players that are out there. You're giving a whole hell of a lot of respect to LeBron James and Steph Curry. And people can say whatever they want about LeBron James. They're the best and they the, can hate the LeBron James. The they can love LeBron James. And if you love LeBron James, you're right there with me saying he will make any team ten times better. And best if anyone wants league. to go out there and say you are wrong, I'm not. I am right. Because LeBron James is going to make any team better. He is going to be a winner. He's going to make any team mm-hmm. a winner. Cleveland. Look at him. Could they have won without him? Would have been tough. Would have been tough. No, he he won that championship I mean, on his LeBron own. James is a beast. He is a monster. He is a just a modern-day beast, and he does a lot of things for a team, whether it be scoring, whether it just be the basketball IQ. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to go on a huge LeBron rant. I'm doing it without actually trying mm-hmm. to do it, but you put him into the Olympic Games, and you put him into onto that team. That team's winning by 20, man. That team's winning by 20. No, and I say Steph and LeBron because they are the best two players in the league. If we had both of them, if we even had one of them, I'll just say LeBron, there's no way we win by three. We're winning by, like you said, at least 20 points a game. However, the one thing I look at, LeBron getting older, four years older from now, he might not play in, a, might not play in another Olympics just because of 
you get to that age and it's like, you know what? I, I just want to re- like for Steph Curry, it was I want to rest my my ankle that I just injured in the playoffs. You get more to that rest as you get older. But with LeBron James, he doesn't need to play. And you want to know why? Because he already won a gold medal. He's now won an NBA championship and he's got a gold medal. Well, he did before, but now he's got the one for Cleveland. That's the one that really counts. I'm talking, yeah. When I yeah. when I when I say NBA championship, I'm talking, I'm talking about for the team that he he really. <laughs> I'm talking about honestly. I'm talking about for the team that he really wanted to do wanted to do it with when he was in Cleveland the first yep. time. There, the pieces just weren't there. Mm-hmm. He went to Miami. He wants to win wherever he goes. He's going there strategically. He's not a dummy. He goes to win. He saw he could win in Miami. They built around him. They won a lot. He went back to Cleveland because he loved Cleveland, loves Cleveland, and saw that they could win. They had the pieces. So that's what I'm talking about in the sense of he's now won it for his team in an NBA championship, and he's got a gold medal. LeBron James can rest easily. Well, and we we talked a lot in this segment about the Olympics, but the main thing that I want to ask you guys and leave you guys with the lasting thought in your head is what do you think is more important at the end of the day? If you're an NBA player, put it in your shoes. What's more important to you, that NBA title, that ring, or an Olympic gold medal? Let us know down in the comments section. That's going to do it for Behind the Pen this week. Mike Rankin, I believe, will be back next week. If he's not, somebody else will be in this seat. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Rank Daddy is back in this seat next week to give you guys more of his Bears, Cubs, Sox, baseball that he loves to do. A little different spin this week for Behind the Pen. If you're listening on blogtalkradio.com, I want to thank you guys for sticking with us. Remember, if you're listening on SoundCloud as of October 1st, we're going to be bye-bye from SoundCloud, and we're going to be just on blogtalkradio.com. You can even go to backslash Behind the Pen to just get your Behind the Pen podcast for MVP. That's going to do it for Brandon Swanee Swanson and myself. Our Twitters are down in the description. Thank you guys for listening to us on SoundCloud, Blog Talk, and YouTube. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.